people would just would come there in the summertime just to cool off. John Buecher remembers going to Christown Spectrum Mall in the late 60s and 70s. He'd run into neighbors and friends because that was the spot to be at during this era of Phoenix's history. At that time, a lot of people didn't have air conditioners. We had water coolers, you know, that evaporation coolers that would uh, you know, cool off your house. It wasn't quite the same thing as having air conditioning. So yeah, it was, it was popular for that aspect alone, I suppose. Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm producer Maritza Dominguez, and I'll be your host this week. Kayla is enjoying some time off. Today, we're answering the question from David Thalen. He asked, what is the background and history of the man who served as the inspiration for the part of Phoenix named after him? Today, we're diving into Chris Town's namesake, as well as the cultural impact the mall had on Phoenix after its opening in 1961. I met with John at his home. He greeted me wearing a Chris Town t-shirt he made for the 50th anniversary of the mall. Longtime fans of Valley 101 will remember him from our episode about Legend City. And I am the creator and webmaster of the Chris Town website. You can find his website at chris-town.com. He's a local expert of Valley history. So I asked him, who was Chris Town named after? Okay, well, Chris Town was named after a man by the name of Chris Harry, H-A-R-R-I, who was a Swiss-born farmer. And uh, in 1887, his father uh, brought the family to America when Chris was 10 years old. And uh, they first settled in Kansas before coming out to Arizona. According to the Arizona Republic Archives, his father bought the land in 1904 for $50 an acre. They used the land to grow alfalfa and had a dairy farm. The land was passed to Harry after his father died. They, uh, he leased the land to Del Webb for 99 years, 100 acres of land. And at this time, Del Webb was very interested in building a major shopping center in this area, which at the time was very North Phoenix. It was like a, near the city limits at that time. So uh, out of gratitude to Chris for uh, providing the land, uh, Del Webb Corporation decided to name them all after Chris. So it became Chris Town. Del Webb, or Delbert Eugene Webb, was a real estate developer and founder of Sun City. His research showed that North Phoenix would become a primary area for residential development. With that growth, it would need a shopping center. At that time, the only other shopping center was Park Central, which was an outdoor mall. Harry's Land was located at 19th Avenue and Bethany Home Road, and it was a perfect spot for Del Webb to develop. And he decided to put Christown in that area, which was a great choice because it, it, it became very popular and very successful. So during all of this, what happened with Chris Harry? On the property that was adjacent to Christown, and Del Webb uh, built him uh, a home there, and, but he, he really didn't have an interest in money or in the, in the house they built for him. He would camp out under the stars, and he was just interested in farming. Uh, 
he had horses that he loved and uh, children would come by to visit him and he would let them ride his horse and, and things like that. Only an irrigation canal separated the $15 million shopping center from his farm. He was 81 years old when he leased the land to Del Webb. He stayed there until his death in 1971 when he was 94 years old. While Harry paid little to no attention to the shopping center, Phoenix residents were excited to have an indoor mall to cool off. Even the Republic wrote a plethora of articles on the opening and its new stores. And uh, when they opened up on August 24th, 1961, uh, it, I mean, I have pictures of it on my website. The parking lot is totally packed. I mean, it, it was just, uh, it was very successful from the get-go. And it, it was just a beautifully designed mall. Um, so yeah, it was a hit from the beginning. Eugene Pulliam, the owner of the Republic at that time, said this about Christown. In many ways, Christown symbolizes the manner in which Phoenix has won its battle against the desert. Christown gave home to many new stores and created excitement for its attractions. The mall was designed around three courts. The Court of Fountains. And the Court of Fountains had these beautiful fountains. There were three of them, one really large one and two others. Another court was the Court of Flowers on the east end of the mall. It was filled with flower decorations and a statue of Ferdinand the Bull. Then there was the last court that John said was the most popular among the three. And the Court of Birds had these beautiful pop art bird cages. There were 10 cages that held, held about 64 birds total. Live birds? Yes, live birds. And you know, they, so it was very popular, especially with kids. I saw pictures of these cages. They're a little hard to describe, but they're long cylinder cages that hang from the ceiling and have these colorful upside down pawn pieces that are yellow and orange. There was also a walkway bridge that allowed people to get a closer look at these birds. The three courts created a cohesiveness to the mall. Christown also hosted events that gained the attention of Phoenix residents. Uh, I think there was a, an antique car show every year that they held, and they brought in antique cars into the mall for people to see. And just a wide variety. There was a, a, a National Dairy Week. They would bring cows into the mall and pre promoted all kinds of different things. So, yeah, there were many, many activities, usually taking place there in the Court of Fountains in the center, which was a very large space at the center of the mall. That's where most of these activities took place. John's Christown website has pictures of these events. You see the antique cars strolling down the mall with people dressed up in early 1900s clothing. There were rock concerts and Wallace and Ladmo shows. And like any other mall, Christmas time was a big event for the kids. Christown even ran commercials on Channel 5 in the 80s to promote their events with Santa. Come to Christown, it's fun to explore the shopping tradition where you'll discover more. is a beloved place for those who grew up in Phoenix. So much so, there is a dedicated Facebook group where people share their memories and old pictures of the mall. John has lots of memories of Christown. In fact, one of his first memories after moving to Arizona is of Christown. His favorite is when he found a $5 bill on the floor of the five and dime store Woolworths. 
And so I, I looked at my brother and I said, what do, what do we do? So he said, well, we better tell the store. My brother's an honest guy. <laughs> so we went up to the cashier and said, hey, we found this $5 bill. And she looked at us and said, well, I guess it's yours. I mean, so, so what I did was I took my $5 bill and we went from Woolworths, which was on the west end of the mall, and we walked all the way to the other end of the mall, <laughs> to Broadway, and I bought a little G.I. Joe toy that I wanted with my $5. So that's a nice memory of Kristen. Over the years, the shopping center has been in different management hands. At one point, it even lost the Christown name. And they changed the name from Christown Mall to Phoenix Spectrum Mall. And that was in 2001. Um, this turned out to be a highly unpopular decision. People did not want the name changed. They, nobody uh, really, name, the name really didn't catch on. People still thought of it as Christown. People still called it Christown. You know, we're going to go to Christown. In 2006, new developers bought the mall. They recognized the importance of the Christown name and created a hybrid of the old and new name it became Chris Town Spectrum Mall, a name that still exists today. This year marks the 60th anniversary of Chris Town Spectrum Mall. It may not be what it was in its heyday, but it is a household name for native Phoenicians. Well, listeners, that is it for today's episode. As a courtesy note, audio in today's episode came from EWJXN on YouTube. If you've got more Phoenix history-related questions, make sure to submit them to our team at valley101.azcentral.com. If you are a regular listener of our show, please consider supporting it by subscribing to azcentral.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Valley 101. Also, if you're a fan of Arizona politics, be sure to check out The Gaggle, our sister podcast that breaks down local issues and helps you keep up with the state's political news. See you next week.